0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with episode number sixteen, sweet sixteen. Yeah.
1: I can't believe we're here already, but we've made it,
0: man. Sweet sixteen, and we are bringing another recap episode. I am I. I know I enjoy our regular episodes, and I'm sure you do as well, Brad. But the the recaps are kind of a you can tell us in the comments that you know we're helping we're doing all that but it's fun to be able to talk to the people that like we've really dove into their bag and see all right are we moving in the right direction or are we just a bunch of crazy people out here
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no it's really good to see it It, like re-motivates me to go out there and throw in the rain and throw in the the heat and do all the weird stuff that we have to do for the podcast so no i'm excited I, i do enjoy these episodes Pro-
0: I, hey, I'll say that you have to have a lot more endurance than I do. Uh, all I'm doing is just connecting with people, to thinking about some plastic. You're the one actually getting out there, making the throws, seeing the improvements. So, Brad, just can't say enough. Grateful for you. Uh, honored to be co-hosting this with you. And, uh, yeah, excited to dive in and chat with our guests today. We have three coming back for us. Uh, and all three great people. Not that yeah. we have, like, bad people in the past. <laughs> You know, and, one of,
1: and just a reminder, one of those people could be you. So uh, this episode, we have uh, changed up things a little bit on how we are going to submit, do submissions. You know, we tried the submission form, you know, that kind of got a little wonky. We have a bunch of them in there with mismatch information. So um, we're going to put a some instructions below in the description for you on how to submit your bag and uh, be a possible guest for the future. So. Uh, keep a lookout for that. We love, to, we love seeing people submit the form and we would love to see some more. So, absolutely. Make sure you check that out.
0: Yes, sir. Well, hey, why don't we, you know what? Let's just go ahead and bring in our first guest, shall we?
1: Yep, let's do it. Let's talk to Rob. Come on.
0: From across the pond, we have with us a man with perhaps one of the greatest names in disc golf. Rob, how are you doing today, sir?
2: Howdy. I am doing very well. I obviously said, Howdy, because I'm going to call with you guys. That's not a normal. Uh, intro for me but I felt the vibe
0: I I respect it I say howdy at all times and I'm not even from Texas which is where I feel like it's socially acceptable to say howdy (laughs) I keep telling my wife I want to be that guy that wears cowboy hats just not ironic and nothing else (laughs) nothing else I don't. I don't think this. I don't think that fit the Robbsey brand too well. Uh, trying to film videos like that. Okay. That's a different website. Uh, but no, we're we're having a good old time. Rob, have you had any exciting life updates or anything since uh, we had you on the podcast last?
2: I have. Um, I actually got engaged uh, since. Uh, awesome. Since I came on the show. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. It means that I can't afford discs anymore. So I massively appreciated you sending me one. <laughs> um, I've got a big pile next to me of ones that are. Uh, to be sold but no, um yeah got engaged a month or so ago so sort of loving that sort of engaged life sort of planning uh starting to plan some bits so it's uh, super exciting yeah,
0: that is great, awesome man. congratulations let's let's let, let, let Rob you. know some congratulations in the comments below y'all and then go check out his podcast and subscribe and do all that as a as a congratulations as well how's that sound
2: sounds perfect
0: come on uh I also we thought of this question what is... Have you gotten any aces since we had you on last?
2: I haven't, although there is a new course that opened about an hour from me. And me and a buddy, Matt, were scaring the chains all day. It was, all, it was almost like comedic at the point that one hadn't gone in. It was sort of chain flash and just like missing by a couple of inches. Ah. So as the first time playing the new course, we're going back. Discs are going into chains
1: it's
0: happening. Um, I know where it's happening for sure. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Brad, how many, do you, you have an ace at this point, right?
1: I have one and I walked up to a course when I was traveling for work back in the day and I walked up to hole number one, didn't do a warm up or anything, took out a putter. It was like 225 feet and threw it, threw it straight in on the, my very first throw of the day, very first hole of the day. And at that moment, I was like, do I just go home, or do I stay and play the round? It turned out to be a terrible round, but it started off great. So 1-1 one, one to this day. I,
0: don't, I don't know that it's possible for a round to continue an upward trajectory if that's true. you ace hole one, right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I think that's, that's... Hole one. Yeah, yeah. Mathematically, <laughs> I think it had to go downhill, right?
0: yeah i mean that's literally uh, yeah. to, yeah. i think it was kale lavisca two years ago uh aced hole one of las vegas it was like first pro tour event of the year here we go and then boom crashes the chains it was like mm, that's uh, some big expectations but speaking of big expectations rob we sent you an fd tell us about it how's it going for you
2: you do so i have the fd right here um I felt a lot of pressure with this disc, not going to lie, um, mainly because, I mean, the FD, is like The Godfather, right? Everyone says The Godfather's a great film, and then if you don't like The Godfather, you think there's going to be this hate. You're like, you're not allowed to say that you don't like that film, it's it's The Godfather. Um, so that's how I felt, especially a lot of people over here that I'm friends with, play rounds with, they've got like 10 in their bags, they swear by this thing. So, and I'd never thrown one, so I was super excited to sort of get one in my hands, Um So I have this here, it's the green one, Um, and I believe Trevor said on one of the latest shows that the green are meant to be the most overstable, and that is where I was going to start. This thing is so much beefier than I had in my mind, which Mm. meant, you know when you do that first throw thinking you know what a disc's going to do? Mm. That throw, I threw this like my, like on the show we said it was going to be sort of maybe between my T-Bird and my Leopard 3. So I was thinking, okay, you know, I'll throw it, maybe at seventy percent, give it a little bit of Anheuser, should get a little bit of flip up and, and go nothing straight. This thing just detoured left quickly, um, and I was like, okay, not what I expected, but let's go again. And I've been throwing it, and it's been a really interesting sort of journey throwing this disc mm. because it's not the disc that I thought it was going to be. It's not the disc that I've heard about, and honestly i'm not too sure what i think about it now i've listened to the other recap show and everyone was like i love this disc i love this disc to all the recommendations and i was like oh i'm gonna come back and sort of give this slightly unsure opinion of the fd because for me it doesn't sit between the t-bird and my leopard 3 for me because this particular one i don't know if i got a strange version sits more in between my t-bird and my raptor because of that stability so i was throwing this on rounds and then I would throw another shot, shots, you know, number, player two enters the game, I'd throw up my T-Bird, and actually I was preferring the backhand shot with my T-Bird.
0: Hmm.
2: However, on the sidearm, because this thing's quite beefy, I found that it wasn't turning on me. So actually on the sidearm, I was, I was enjoying it, but it wasn't as overstable as my Raptor, so I didn't have to give it as so much hulking strength I would have to with my Raptor or my Captain's Raptor. So actually it jumped up a position. It wasn't between my Leopard 3 and my T-Bird. It was between my T-Bird and my Raptor. So it filled that gap. Um, and then that led me to question whether that gap was big enough to fill with a whole new disc. Because obviously the difference between a T-Bird and a Raptor isn't massive. Obviously the Raptor is just a bit more, a lot more reliable when it comes to stability. So is it a case of I just need to throw those discs differently? change the way I throw those two discs to fill that gap rather than this FD filling that gap. Um, but I think the last thing I'll say on this little bit before you maybe tell me I'm all wrong is I look forward to sort of throwing this thing a little bit more over this season to see how a slightly more beat... If it, if, I hit a lot of trees. So I'm going to play a lot of wooded horses. I'm going to beat this thing in see if it does start to fill that gap. Um, because I can see 100% from people that I see throwing FDs, they, the way theirs fly, the way they get a release from it, they can fill that that gap we spoke about in the show. Just this one of my hands didn't, mm. um, but I'm so my 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 mind is still open to this filling that gap. But right now it's not. Yeah, interesting. So question number one: What weight is that one? It's a one seventy three. One seventy three. So, 173. 173. so well, it wasn't wasn't top of the range. Wasn't you know? I normally I normally throw about one seventy two to one seventy four. That's normally my sort of my range. Mm. Um, so yeah, again, my my leopard three and my T bird are, are similar. Similar weight, so it wasn't like this one's crazy heavy compared to those discs I was comparing with.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realize that either until Trevor mentioned it. That the green one I saw in the comments too, the green ones do typically come out a little bit more overstable, or if not a lot overstable. I bagged two red ones, and that's definitely not how mine feel at all. They're 173 as well, and yeah, they're definitely not. I would not call them overstable. Oh, my light is blowing up, and sorry, video watchers here. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, that's very interesting to hear, and I'll say this, and I think Robbie feels the same way, our goal here is, you know, honesty is the best policy, for sure, and we, we were talking about mathematic possibilities a minute ago, we can't get all of these right, you know, and everybody throws discs differently anyway, and discs are, by nature, can be inconsistent on how their flight is per person, and our biggest hope is not that the disc is the right thing, but like the mindset is what we're kind of like coaching through and hopefully what, you know, people can see my mindset as I'm throwing it, how it's like opening my mind. And then Robbie is coaching people through that. So I'll ask it like a follow up question, throwing the FD and you kind of highlighted it a little bit, but throwing this FD, has it made you think about your bag differently? Not just the fairway driver slot, but any of the slots in your bag, has it made you think of them differently?
2: For sure. So throwing this disc has maybe not not necessarily think about discs that I should swap in and out, but thought about how I utilize different discs. So I would say my local course, unfortunately I live in an area in the UK that don't have a course around the corner, so an hour away is my local. Um, there's a hole there which every single time I played it, it was a it was a sidearm. I threw a destroyer because, you know, s- destroyer on loads of Annie. sort of axe chop the thing, it'll get out there, it'll get stable. But... I've been throwing this FD and I thought, you know what, try a little bit on the sidearm, see how it does. And not leaning on that crazy overstable, I know this is a cliche now, so many advice videos are, don't throw sidearm only overstable, you should learn to throw flippy discs, alleluia, you know, it's advice that you can sort of, uh, you can take to the bank. So like I said, that FD, it sort of said, okay, I don't need to sidearm my Rapture every time I wanna sidearm a disc that speed. I could lean on something like my FD, even my T-Bird, if I, you know, don't turn and burn it. Um, so that, that shot where I'd throw a destroyer every time I actually took a Hades out my bag and said, hey, let's give, give this a go. Gave it a little bit of touch like I was after throwing the FD and parked the hole for the first time ever. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. That sort of shows that you don't just need the world's most overstable. You don't need a tilt to throw a, a sidearm. Mm-hmm. You just need to learn how to throw a sidearm flat and straight and with a disc that sort of is going to do a lot of the work for you. So... On the sidearm, this FD, i can 100% seeing doing that 20% extra bit of work for you instead of a raptor. Um, but then, do I go even da- even flippier and get a bit more touch with my sidearm? So there's lots. It's really made me think about the way I'm throwing the discs that are currently in my bag. So even if after a few more sessions, this FD doesn't make a slot in my bag, it's definitely opened my mind and thinking. Okay, well if what we spoke about in the original show, this is the gap that I have. How do I fill that gap? Because mm. if the FD isn't the answer, I might have a disc in my bag that is the answer, but it's how I'm throwing it. Or do I just have more faith in a disc that in my head isn't as stable, but you know what? A T-Bird is still quite a stable disc. Just have faith that it will stable out. Don't think it's going to turn and burn like a old DX one I've had for two years. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely sort of put some really interesting mindsets into, into the way I think about my shot selection. Yeah,
0: and I, I wonder even if there's a like... If you have the, you're not, you don't love throwing your T Bird on a forehand, but you love throwing the FD on a forehand. So, like, they complement each other in that way. If it's like Brad said, his red FDs are flying differently, if you're finding that you're loving the FD for a forehand, is there a world where maybe you're borrowing friends' FDs or whatever to test them out? And you're saying, oh, Oh, this is what a season one looks like. And now. Because you had mentioned, I don't know if it's worth replacing for a whole new mold. And honestly, I would totally agree with you on that. Like, living between the Raptor and your T-Bird, that's a. I feel like that's a niche shot that you're not throwing too often. And if you have to have a disc in there just for that, you're not going to have a ton of confidence in throwing it. Um, but I'm with you 100%. If it's teaching you to throw flat forehands, that's worth in the bag for me instantly. Uh, like operation no chop is always a go in my neck of the woods for sure yeah and uh, 100% I want to try
2: other FDs maybe my issue with disc mania at the moment and this isn't any beef with disc mania it's more of just the way that disc is evolving is a lot of my friends swear by the in of a made FDs
0: mm.
2: now for me if you're just getting into FDs if you're just exploring the FD now the wrong way to go is suddenly try and search for it made ones because you then rely on that and then you're not getting those cheap ever again. Those things are, yeah. you know, they're running out, they're finite resources. So if I'm going to look at bagging FD, I need to either love the Dysmania one or I don't love an FD. So I've thrown friends FDs one shot here and there. So I said I haven't thrown one before. I've thrown one before. It's been an old sort of innover made. Mm. I was like, yeah, it flies a bit like my Leopard 3. Great, here you go. Thanks for letting me give it a go. I've been really giving it sort of a test because I didn't I didn't feel like I had that gap to fill. But if I were to say, you know what, the FD is a disc that I'm going to commit to, it needs to be the Dismania made one. It can't be the Innova because that resource runs out. And I've noticed that quite a lot. A lot of people are sort of online hunting for these old discs, these sort of... Uh, these discs that, oh, these used to be made in this plastic has been discontinued. And I'm thinking, why would you rely on that? If you're so desperate, like, you know, so, like trying to get your fix for plastic that doesn't exist anymore, your game is going to last two, three years tops before that that gets lost or crazy understable and then nowhere is selling it. yeah So um, that's sort of my mindset with maybe looking at old flippy FDs. So if I, if I do continue bagging this thing, it's about falling in love and seeing a use for the ones that are being made now
0: Yeah, and another disc that I would recommend trying out just as uh, if you if it's not the FD uh, is the Crave I'm not sure if we ended up talking about the Crave uh, but I if if the FD doesn't fit that slot and you're still looking for that like that middle area uh, I would definitely definitely recommend the Crave because it I don't want to give you something that Because I think that slot isn't something that's naturally flippy. Because that's your Leopard 3. So we want it to have a little bit of stability to it. Um, But perhaps I will admit, I was not someone who knew enough about the FDs to be like, oh yeah, the green one? (laughs) That's clearly, clearly they're the beefy ones. Uh, So that's my bad.
2: Well, no, I I never believed the plastic color I always thought that was folklore you know the orange ones do this and the green ones do this I was like that's not true so but maybe for these it is who knows
0: um maybe Trevor's taking us all for a ride I, I, I think he's doing that on a regular basis anyways so yeah, uh, that's yeah but awesome well hey Rob we appreciate you coming on man and just want to say good luck in your journey trying out the FD good luck in uh the journey of engagement uh and just hope that you guys just yeah all the planning soak it up have a great time nothing else like it uh and then if there's anything we can do for you in the future please let us know but right now give some plugs for your your podcast real fast we gotta make sure we're getting it promoted baby
2: yeah as always um go check out the amside podcast we've got some awesome guests uh i think since we've since the last episode we've had nate heinelt come on so if you've enjoyed ledgestone recently he talks about what goes into running that event um, and we've just got some awesome, awesome guests uh, coming up to sort of round out the season. We've got some big stuff coming up for Worlds, USCGC obviously, so definitely check that out. Uh, and if you want to follow what I'm doing on socials, it's Amside Rob, so amside_rob. underscore Rob. Um, and I always try and sort of do some fun posts, talk about how I'm progressing in the game. And uh, and yeah, love to see you over on those, uh, on those platforms. Awesome. Well, hey,
0: we appreciate you, sir. And we will catch you in a later episode, my man.
1: Awesome. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks, Rob. See you.
0: All righty. We have, across the screen right now, we have the actual full team for Team In The Back. Uh, So, Silas, what's up, sir? Welcome back to the front of the camera for In The Back.
3: Thank you. Good to be here. You know, Uh, love it. Love it. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Team Friday, baby. We are... We holding it down strong, plastic addicts, and in the bag unite. Well, Silas, have you had any major life updates or cool things happen since last time we had you on the podcast?
3: Man, uh, not a not a ton going on. Uh, just grinding on the on the disc golf content, man. Just uh, just pumping out more content for you guys, and you know y'all seem to be loving it, and uh, just exciting stuff. You know, I, I'm so excited that. I can do that. I get to do this. I get to call this my job because it, it's honestly, it feels like I'm living in a dream. So yeah, dude, that is awesome. That is awesome.
0: Uh, have you gotten any aces since we had you on last?
3: I haven't gotten any aces. I've I came close. I came close yesterday. I played Peaks view park, which is like a little like pitching putt course. Just went out. Uh, it was a little rainy, um, got a little rainy around in, but no, it came close, but, uh, None none sank in the basket, sadly. Man. Well, it, I'm sure coming soon, especially
0: throwing some beautiful plastic that you do get to throw over at FoundationDisc.com. You know, got to make sure we're getting those plugs in. Got to make sure we're getting those oh, plugs. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Silas, we had you try. You came on, and we had you try one of the... It's like a crown jewel of mid-ranges. We had you try the Justice. How'd it go for you?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was right after... Charleston, I got to pick one up over here in our retail store. Um, just threw a couple throws with it. Honestly, I didn't like the bead that it had on on the uh, the rim. Uh, not a super big bead guy. Um, I, I liked how flat it was. Um, so super flat, um, which I really like. I I love throwing the rafter. Again, that's another super flat disc. Uh, not a lot of dome usually you see on those. But just the bead, it, it, it just messed with me. It, it messed with my mind. Um, and so I, I transitioned out of that. I still love the overstable mid midrange. Um, but I actually went with a Clash Discs Mango, um, which is a tad more understable. Okay. Um, still, still fairly overstable. Um, but it just has... I bag a few buzzes. So I have two buzzes in the bag right now. And it's it's more of a buzz-feeling disc. Mm. Um, but it doesn't have that big bead like a Justice. And it's also more overstable like the Justice. Um, just doesn't have that big bead.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. Brad, have you gotten to throw or touch a Mango?
1: Yeah. Um, I've actually witnessed Silas throw it quite a bit, too. He throws it really well. Um, I've thrown it personally... Um, not a spot for me right now um anything overstable like that, I'm really leaning on you know like my zones or something like that, or like even an envy um or something because I have an envy that's fairly overstable for me anyway, but that overstable mid range is still an uncomfortable spot in my bag
0: yeah i I think that's totally fair and i I know. That when we recommended it, I think we tried to put the caveat on there of it's not a disc that you should be leaning on like all of the time. Uh, you should definitely be throwing, if you're throwing mid ranges. you should be throwing that buzz more. You should be throwing that, um, oh wow, it's just escaped me. The one, that, the Nebula, you should be throwing that more. Yes. Um, but it definitely wants to have that slot. And it's, I'm very, it is, it definitely makes sense that the bead gets in your way silas because it's a it's a pretty pronounced beat on the justice yeah
3: yeah it really is um but i i love the plastic however i really do like that plastic and i found actually that the clash disc that mango it's got a very similar feel to it um so it's still it's got it's it's that translucent kind of ice plastic that clash disc, it it's very similar very similar plastic so yeah. yeah. When I shot a video with
0: it, I didn't realize how overstable that mango was going to be. Um, and so I like for the video tried to throw an example of like because I had three mangoes. So I tried to throw one on a hyzer, one on like a tiny flexor straight. And then I went to throw the mango on a backhand turnover and see if I could get it to like hold hyzer. <laughs> it was just a, it no was way. so bad. Immediately oh. faded out. So, I I think it's I think it's a really good alternative there um for what we were talking about and I I I'm glad to hear that the mango is serving that slot. What shots are you feeling like you're utilizing that overstable mid-range for?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um I actually have a get freaky zone um that I have in the bag and I feel like it's just a further flying get freaky um mm-hmm. to where and, uh, what we had discussed previously was I had a Raptor in the bag and then I had a zone and you know, you're comparing what, like a nine speed to a four speed. Um, and so it it just kind of fills that center gap, that, that distance that I was missing in the bag. Um, especially on forehand, that's really the only time I, I was throwing these discs where it was on forehand. Um, so it really gets me to that, like 300, 315 range uh, in my distance that I can rely on without having to overpower the zone without having to, like, full flex, turn it over to still get that same distance. So uh, just easier, effortless, more effortless distance um, than just trying to force a zone out there.
0: Yeah. So a course like Peaks View that you just played yesterday... Where it is more pitch and putty, so you're not necessarily having to like crush some discs. Do you find you're using a Mako a lot more on those kind of or the not Mako, uh, Mango a lot more on those courses?
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, to where I'm not, I, I don't feel like I really have to rip on a zone, but I can just kind of flutter, you know, just, just. Just smooth one out there um, with the mango. It's it's really it it's easier for me to hit lines. You know you don't have to force anything over. Um, it, it's just more comfortable as well. So yeah, I've just really been loving it. That three hundred ish kind of range. Uh, it's been great so far.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll defer to Brad if he has a question. But my last my my last follow up for that would be, when you're throwing that the mango how does, how's the ground action compared between the zone, the mango and your Raptor?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So my Raptor, um, if I'm, if, if I'm really ripping on that, um, it's, it's going to get a lot of ground action. So that fade, that, that really spiky, um, you know, it's nine speed. So it's going to get up and it's going to skip. Um, so whereas the mango is, is going to be, is going to skip a little less and then, um, that zone more for those approach shots that I want to stay down, not get hardly any ground action. Uh, I just want that zone to sit. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of what it's there for. And the mango, the mango can get a little ground action. That's perfectly okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's it, it's just a good middle road between that zone and that raptor. Awesome, awesome. Yeah.
1: This is, you know, kind of making me want to go throw it again. Like I said, I did throw it when Clash sent us some disc here. We had uh, integration video we did with them, and you know, the Nebula. I love the Nebula, but if I do need like stability on a backhand like that, I still don't have a mid range that'll do that. I have to. I always find myself going up to my vulture, and I'm going to get ground flare on it every time. Mm. And you know, sometimes it's great, right? But a lot of the times, it can put you in trouble. Even like a pitch and putt, like peaks, there are there is some danger on holes that you don't, you can't get ground flare. or You go from getting an easy birdie to like a bogey pretty quickly. So yeah, it's definitely making me think of something a little different there, Silas. I might have to go throw one again.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of like that whole middle section of peaks where I feel like you actually are on the peaks. It's like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that is not I wanna be right next to the basket, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, hey, Silas, we appreciate you coming on, man. And uh I Brad's asked this question with our other guests, so I wanna I wanna follow it up because I think it's a really good question that we need to be asking. Has the addition of the mango, even though it's different than the justice because of the bead and whatnot, has the addition of the mango made you view your bag differently before you came on the podcast with us or uh, you feel like it didn't really change anything necessarily for your game?
3: Yeah. um, Honestly, I think it's given me confidence in my bag. Um, Just to be able to, to know that between any shot, I don't have to really force a disc over. I, I have those shots. I have those distances more dialed in now than I, than I would previously. And that's just given me the confidence to just, uh, play the game better and honestly, just, just be more accurate, get, um, get more accurate with my distances and, and just play better. Honestly. Awesome. Dude that is fantastic to hear
0: well we are grateful for you as always Silas for not only what you do for this podcast grateful for you coming on man and you know what I'm just gonna kind of say it I'm grateful that you're a part of team foundation because I think we would like it would Same. not be anywhere near the level that that it is without you so thanks for being a rock Appreciate star it,
3: sir man. absolutely
0: dude and I'm sure we will have you on a future episode
3: absolutely let's do it <laughs> awesome thanks guys see you silas thanks
0: man all righty we have with us our next guest tyler how are you doing sir good and you guys i'm i'm fully convinced i'm tired of these people let's you know what we're gonna stand against the stigma that like short aces are bad aces if you get the disc in the basket in one go proud of you it took me eight years to make that happen so uh i i'm here for the celebrations perfect Tyler when we had you on last we were talking about distance drivers my man uh and we sent you a thrasher let us know how'd it go what do you think of the thrasher
4: one beautiful thrasher um threw it a lot I found maybe it's um flipped a little too much but didn't fight out uh so if I didn't give it enough height it wanted to really catch an edge um so I tried just giving it more height, throwing it on holes where maybe I had a tailwind or maybe I had a little bit more headroom, um, and it's really awesome for that. Um, but I knew you guys were on to something, so I, I looked through Discraft's lineup and found uh, the Scorch, which is uh, just a tick more stable, but the same idea, that same yeah. understable slot that I was missing. Um, so this has been money for Wood's... Shots where I have to kind of flip it up and have it just push straight or a little bit under stable. um so I bagged both of them. But I think the Scorch is maybe a little bit more what I was looking for.
0: hey well, I I'm glad a that we found something you're looking for, Brad. Have you had experience with the Scorch versus the Thrasher?
1: Yeah, I threw the first run, and I would admittedly not when I knew a whole lot. So it's a disc that I I kept in my you know I've traded in a lot of the discs I don't use. I just hate having something sitting on a shelf but um, I kept the scorches because I just I feel like they're going to make their way back in my bag at some point and now I'm kind of convinced Tyler
4: yeah
0: they're pretty nice yeah I mean I so I fr- coming from a, a turn in Innova I heard someone say that the scorch is a better turn so I would I like fully agree with that and can see the stability now I could I'm not as familiar with the scorch i know it's a newer mold does it come in any plastic that y'all know of besides just that z Mm
1: -hmm. comes in esp for sure and i believe there's been a a big z version as well i think coming out with ledgestone
0: okay okay so there's some variety there tyler uh what plastic is the one you're throwing z
4: um yeah z really stiff it's uh, the mold is kind so, of a, a weird shaped rim similar to the heat It's like a faster heat maybe.
0: I love it. I love it Well I hope that I, I'm sorry that we failed you in the the exact mold but excited to hear that you found a slot that yeah the, the slot works for you and perhaps even that variance of an ESP scorch wow i like my brain just like totally farted on me there uh when i was talking about uh an esp scorch perhaps could be that flippier option as well and then you wouldn't even need the thrasher uh but glad to hear that yeah that distance sort of tunnel shot is uh, easier in this mold for sure
4: yeah i wouldn't say that you failed me i I would say that you put me on the right path
1: that's what i was going to say i think that If we can, I don't think we're going to find the right solution every time for everybody, but if we can get them directionally correct. And I think really the goal, and I'll speak for Robbie here for both of us is looking and approaching your bag differently than you did before or whatever rut you're stuck in or whatever mindset you're stuck in, just encouraging you to think outside the box and look at things a little differently. So I think we'll call it a win. I think, right, Tyler, that was a win for us. For sure. Awesome.
0: Well, dude, I hope that your new Scorch continues to just open new distance thresholds for you, man. And you're like looking at 700 foot tunnel shots and you're like simple. Uh, and I have this disc and it's great, so I'll keep it in the bag. Uh, thank you for coming on uh, and ch- catching up with us, man. And if you're listening and you're throwing a Thrasher and you're like, yeah, I wish something a little tick more stable. Tyler has given you the disc. So thank you seriously for coming back, man. Thank you, guys. All righty, so here we are. We have wrapped up another recap episode. Brad, how you feeling on the other side?
1: Feeling, feeling good. You know, um, I think initially you're like, oh well, really none of the guests on this episode really added the disc we recommended to their bag. The complete opposite of the last one. But the thing I'm proud of is I feel like every one of them either um, found a disc that they were looking for based on the advice that we gave them, and you know them working through the discs that we sent um, or like kind of gave them a different mindset on their bag to help them identify or gain some confidence. So I'm okay with that. The, the, you know, the discs that we send them doesn't have to go in their bag. It's more of, you know, are we helping them toward an end goal, which I think all of us are just trying to be a little bit better at disc golf and have some more fun at disc golf. So.
0: Absolutely. And I, I want to say not that like, oh man, we had a favorite guest or anything like that, but I really appreciate Rob's transparency of saying, hey, I I'm I'm not decided yet. I'm still trying to figure it out because I think that there is a there's a point where especially as disc golfers, we have to be like, hey, I need to like, I just need to stick with this bag for a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't need to change things up. I need you to write it out, see how it is. But there's also a phase where you can try a disc out for a little bit and just realize, hey, yeah, this isn't for you. Um, and like really lean into that as well. So I just I appreciate we we don't have y'all on the podcast for the sake of buttering up me and Brad. Like, that is not why we have you guys on here. And so if you end up coming on an episode, don't feel like, oh, yeah, when you get to the recap episode, you got to be like, hey, you guys are great. This was perfect yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciated, yeah, hearing a little bit more of like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that disc. It was something like in that same vein. So I'm with you, Brad. Uh, but speaking of new discs... What's new in the warehouse for you guys?
1: Yeah, so hopefully by the time this comes out, we're going to be um, launching, number one, the shirt I have on. You can't see the back of it. We have some Dark Horse tees coming out this week. So that is, those will be launching on Friday. Um, MVP is on its way. It's not here yet. I got the shipping notifications. The new MVP is on its way. Come on. It's it's always like a mystery when it's going to get here. So it'll <laughs> be here. Uh, we just restocked all the Tour Series Innova Um it's been picked through a lot so but there is some good stuff left there are some um, there's some Halo bosses left that people are excited about They're, I think we sold our last Toro today but just keep, go and look through the new uh, we did a complete Innova restock So tour series. everything Innova is restocked in the warehouse now so excited about that. Um, I don't know when Castoplast will be here um, but the uh, Cloudbreaker Breaker threes come out this week. Yes, they sir. come out Thursday. If I had to guess, there are going to be none left. I'm sorry for those of you who really wanted one. Hopefully, you grabbed one already. So, uh, we'll have some reviews and stuff coming out. So, make sure you keep an eye out for those. But yeah, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of discs going up in the warehouse. We're reorganizing, making it more efficient, and you know, working on some stuff behind the scenes too. So, we'll i'll I'll speak more to that later. I love it. I love a good teaser, you know? It keeps them coming back. Keeps them coming
0: back. Well, y'all, we are always grateful for you continuing to listen. Uh, if you wouldn't mind and you appreciate you appreciate what we're doing here, always leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. It always helps us out, make sure that we are uh, getting to meet new audience members. Uh, because, once again, the goal of this isn't so that Brad and I can go to sleep at night thinking, wow, weird." you are just amazing i'm so happy for us no we do it because we care about you guys and we want to make sure that we're doing our best to help make better disc golfers out there whether they're throwing better or just throwing the right discs or approaching their bag in a different way so we appreciate each and every one of you and remember as always if it's good
1: keep in the bag we'll see you next week thanks guys